Welcome to Millennial Money Minutes, where we tackle tough personal finance topics in five minutes or less. With your host, Grant from MillennialMoney.com and Matt from DistilledDollar.com. Hey everyone, today we're going to start a new series where we pick a personal finance book that's had an impact in either Matt or I's life, or maybe both of our lives, and try to distill it down in five minutes. We want to do this as a way maybe to get you interested in reading the book, or to distill the lessons of the book so you don't have to read it. So today we're going to talk about The Millionaire Next Door by Thomas Stanley. Matt, what do you think about the book? Yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite books on personal finance. Um, And basically, the author surveyed hundreds of millionaires um, in 1998 and and put together this book about the lessons he had learned. And I think if you start reading the intro, you see the millionaires that he's surveying aren't the millionaires that he had pictured in his mind. He starts getting a a picture of, you know, what these people actually live like. And it's nothing like you see on TV with, you know, big cars, big houses. These were people that had successful businesses, were very happy, you know, living well below their means. And that's the theme that you start to see throughout the book. And that's one of the first lessons that the author drives home is that millionaires have a a reputation and like uh, an approach to always living well below their means. And they take those uh, excess, you know, income and invest in their own business or their own assets. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the takeaways for me is that, um, you know, most millionaires drive, you know, used cars. There was a really high percentage uh, of the people surveyed that drove cars that were 10 years or older. uh, And they, they live in modest houses. Um, and generally live, you know, pretty frugal lifestyles. Yeah, one of the cool stats from the book was if you see someone driving a luxury imported car, there's a 10% chance that that person's an actual millionaire. So think about that. That's someone driving a $100,000 car that isn't worth anywhere near, you know, a million dollars, and that's 9 out of 10 people. So they're they're barely able to afford that. So it's just kind of scary to see someone and realize, oh, you know what, maybe that person isn't financially successful. Maybe he's driving around in literally half of his net worth that's in a depreciating asset. Yeah, and I think two other takeaways that I got from it is I remember him saying that a vast majority of the millionaires in the book um, actually were entrepreneurs and owned their own businesses. And so when you own your own business, you're able to employ people who make money for you as opposed to having to work directly for that money. Uh, I remember being um, one of the big takeaways. And then I think there were a few examples of you know teachers and other people who had made it to uh, over a million dollar net worth and lived below their means. And really the takeaway was that, you know, try to invest as much as possible and that it's actually more possible to become a millionaire than you think it is as long as you uh, take some of these uh, frugal habits and build them into your everyday life. Yeah, and one criticism we uh, I've heard often on the book is that it was written in 1998 and these were a lot of people that had witnessed a huge boom in equities from the uh, starting in the late 80s into the 90s, but there was a great forward um, written on a new version from I think 2008, 2010-ish, and it basically says, hey, all those people we surveyed, they're still millionaires. They actually didn't have it that much tied up in their into an equity portfolio. And it's kind of what Grant was saying. They own their own businesses. They were highly sustainable, uh, regardless of where they put their portfolio. So they, they maintain those habits of living well below their means. Um, another great point I got from the book, too, they talk about how the wealthy pay less in taxes as a percentage of their wealth, whereas people with high incomes have to pay a high percentage to taxes. So if you can imagine someone like Warren Buffett might pay 10%, whereas someone 
who is a doctor with five hundred thousand dollars in income, probably half of that is going to go to taxes. So it just kind of shows shows you how the wealthy are able to keep their assets invested and they're not paying taxes year you know every year. Yeah, no, I think it's a great point to end on here, given that uh, we're going to move into tax season a little bit later on into the year. Um, just finding ways to minimize your tax exposure um, as much as possible, and one of the biggest reasons the rich get richer is because of the capital capital gains tax, uh, or they just keep their money uh, invested. And so, um, some things to think about uh, as we move into the new year. Hope you found this useful. We look forward to following up uh, and explaining more books in the future. Millionaire Next Door by Thomas Stanley. Check it out. We'll talk with you soon. Thanks for listening to Millennial Money Minutes. If you liked this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe. If you want us to cover a specific topic, use hashtag Millennial Money on Twitter or visit millennialmoneyminutes.com.